All right. Hello, everybody. We are the jocks of all trades. I am Brad, and this is Luke. Yeah. I got and it right this time. You did. Uh, <laughs> and we are back again. Uh, Kyle, unfortunately, is no not with us this week again. Uh, I almost said no longer with us. No, he's not dead. Um, <laughs> and that, would, um, that would be awful. Yes, it would. Um, so he might join us next week. If not, we're probably going to change our show times around a little bit to cater to him and to you guys. Um, that being said, let's hop right into the buzz. Um, hey, so Cam Newton, if nobody saw this, got signed by the Carolina Panthers. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> and he's getting his first team reps this week. Uh, Luke, is is he going to make the Panthers better? <sighs> I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, he, he for the little time that he was on the field the past game, he did a pretty good job, actually. You know, he ran it in for a touchdown, threw a touchdown pass. Um, you know, didn't have that much yardage, but then again, he didn't play that many downs. But it looked like he did an okay job, and it's and probably because he knows the system a little bit. Yeah. He's at least familiar with it. So will he make them better? I, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'd like to see a little bit more, and I'd like to see him actually be the starter before I make a judgment call one way or the other. But from the little bit that I that we saw um, last week, it looked like it had potential. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> are the Tennessee Titans a legitimate contender, or are they nothing without Derrick Henry? Well, they've they've proven they can win games without Derrick Henry, and that's a testament to that offensive line being able to create for someone who isn't Derrick Henry. Because their I don't think their recipe for success has changed that much um, in the absence of Derrick Henry. And the fact the fact that they're eight and two against some of the best teams in the NFL. I'm look. Let me pull up their. Um, let me see their record right now because it's actually because it's eight, they're eight and two. Um, and against, so let me look at some of their past games real quick. Um, they just this past week, they played the Saints, beat them. They beat the Rams pretty handily by 12 points. They beat the Colts. Um, they beat the Chiefs. Um, I don't know when did um, Derrick Henry get injured? Uh, the Colts game. The Colts game. Okay. So they've won their past two or three games without him. Um, I would like to kind of see how they do against some of the prime competition in the league. Um, that probably won't happen this Sunday because they play the hapless Texans. I'll bet you the Titans win that game. Um, but then the game after that, they go to uh, Foxborough to play um, – the new look uh, Patriots with the, I'm going to say it, the incredible quarterback that is Mac Jones. Um, so I'll be interested to see how th that game goes and kind of use it as a barometer. But, you know, they've, they've looked very good even without him. Yeah. Um, actually, looking at the rest of their <laughs> schedule, they don't really play anybody besides the Patriots. They play the Texans, the Jags, the Steelers, the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Texans again. So it's entirely possible they walk out with what, like only three losses on the season at most? I mean, yeah, it's like because, you know, they'll probably beat the Texans. They they may or may not beat the Patriots, but then they play, yeah, the Jags, Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans again. Yeah, it's a pretty easy schedule outside of the Patriots. So, yeah, if, if the Patri Patriots beat them, they might just walk out. But what would it be? Because they play 16 games. So it would be 15, no, 13 and 3. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the Colts schedule. Um, They play uh, the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Ooh. Texans, the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Raiders, and the Jags. Uh, never mind. Tennessee will be winning that division. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, handily. Handily, it seems. Um, let's move on. Uh, also, my answer for that is no, I don't think they are. I just think they've gotten really lucky uh, mm. against some teams. Uh, let me go back and look at if that. If they handle right. the Patriots, will that 
can, will that opinion change? <sighs> Not really. If they had Derrick Henry, I'd feel it more, but okay. They lost to the Cardinals. Cardinals are really good. They beat the Seahawks by three. Seahawks aren't great. They beat the Colts. The Colts are five and five. So again, not great. They lost to the Jets by three. Um, they beat the Jags. They beat the Bills by three, which the Bills are also kind of. Uh, um, they beat the Chiefs. No one has really expected much out of the Chiefs this year. They beat the Colts by three. They beat the Rams, which was kind of their most impressive win, but we're going to talk about the Rams in a minute. And then they beat the Saints, and the Saints haven't exactly been like a scary team. So you have good wins, but none that I'm like, oh, they played like the best team in the league because they lost that to the Cards. So uh, we'll talk about it. I, I don't know what I think yet. Yeah. Um, let's move on, and we'll come back to that. Um, okay. Where is it? I had it written down um, here. What's up? It's a, a, I think we're going to question um, whether or not the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes are back. Yeah. I'd love uh, to hear your input on that. No. No. When you play the hapless Raiders who have been falling apart for weeks, <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, I'm a little skeptical to say you're back. Now, granted, he did look good, but that O-line is still awful. So unless you change something sometime soon, I'm going to maintain that you're not back. Yeah, no, I would I would agree. Hold on, let me let me pull up something real quick. Yeah, so they, I mean, last week, I mean they've they've won since losing pretty badly to the Titans. They've won um, their games since then. I mean, they only won by three against the Giants, which so it's meh. But then they pulled out a gritty defensive performance. Against the Packers, who that was the um, that was the week that Aaron Rodgers was out with COVID, correct? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, there, there, there you go. And then you they blast the socks off the Raiders, but the Raiders are basically a um, dumpster fire at this point. That is everything that's happened with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs. Right. Um, and David Arnett. Let's not forget dear oh, David yeah. Arnett. Damon Arnett, too. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Um, so they this next week, they have the Cowboys coming up. Mm. Um, I They have them in Kansas City. I think that will be a game that will really let us know who's back and who's, um, who's not. Who's hot and who's not. So... Yeah, I think that that'll be a quality game to watch. It'll at least be a telling game, since you know, really, that'll that'll that that gives you kind of the barometer on how the Chiefs are doing. Yeah, that's a good point. <coughs> um, this is so sad. Is it time for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll to be done in Seattle? Um, I'll let you answer that, and then I'll ask you a second question. <sighs> They, I mean, let's just face facts. They only have what three wins on the season, mm -hmm. and they're at the bottom of a division. I mean, they're basically they're, they're the worst team in the NFC West right now, and the NFC West is made up of the Cardinals and the Rams, which are good teams, and then the 49ers, which are not. So, I, mean, I just let's let's put it, it it's this worked way. it's it's worked for a while and it never really won anything and then it, it all it all you see how it's really have to show in past memory recently is oh yeah russell wilson he's an mvp level quarterback that never really has a chance to win anything yeah so maybe it is time although i'm not sure who would end up leaving um whether it's russell wilson in a trade or whether it's Pete Carroll and the, the Seahawks choosing to go a different direction in terms of the head coaching job. I'll be both. I think they both should leave. Um, Pete Carroll has not had that magic since, what, like 2014, 2015? It's been a long Something time. Something like that. Um, listen, Pete Carroll, they could use offensive or defensive coordinator somewhere else. I don't think you're going to get an immediate head coaching job somewhere, but – Maybe it's time to test the water, see something else, because the, mm -hmm. the Seattle experiment has not worked out. 
Um, and definitely for us, get out of there, man. They haven't invested in an O-line for him at all, and it's every year watching him either get the crap beat out of him or scrambling to death. Um, and it's sad because, you I mean, you've got Lockett, you've got Metcalf, uh, you've got Chris Carson. I mean, you've got some decent guys that are around you, but without an O-line, it's just all going to fall apart. And that defense has been so sus for quite a while now. Which is sad because they used to have a really good defense. They did. And then everybody either got old, retired, or left. So yeah, left them with nothing. Um, so I think they should go. Um, Pete Carroll, go to the Browns. The Browns have that kind of chippy, we need help um, organization. And I think it would be a championship winning coach coming in and helping them out. It might be good for their morale, good for everything. I mean, right now you have Stefanski, who's Looked like he was going to do a good job, and right now things are not looking too hot in Cleveland, especially after this past week. So they, they might want to use the help of a veteran. Right. And for Russell Wilson, this is going to make a lot of the people that listen to our podcast very happy. Um, but I don't think the Carson Wentz experience is going to pan out. Um, it would be interesting to put Russ behind a good O-line for once, and I can't think of one better than the Colts' offensive line. Um, the only problem is you have an aging T.Y. Hilton. Um, you have Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell. Um, and outside of that, I mean, your, your receivers aren't the greatest. Uh, you do have Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle, two very good tight ends, good hands. Um, and you have Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Um, so, I mean, it's a great offense to just plug and play into. It's just a matter of will that work out for the Colts in terms of cap space and will that work out for Russ in terms of uh, longevity? Um, but I think if you're going to do – How I, old is Russ? He's got to be on the other side of 30, I would think. Yeah, he's 30-something. Okay. Um, but but my thought was, you know, Brady left the Patriots and went to a pretty decent Buccaneers O-line, and he's doing just fine. So if Wilson did the same thing behind an amazing O-line, he might actually see a lot of success. Yeah. Um, so The one thing is – Tom Brady has had weapons as wide receivers. He's had Mike Evans. He's had, um, oh, dang, what's his name? Godwin. Uh, Antonio Brown. And then there's one other. Godwin, thank you. Um, He's had Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. Colts, I don't think, really have anything near that when it comes to wide receivers. Um, Pittman's really good. Pittman, Pittman is good. I will give you that. I will give you that. And T.Y. Hilton, even though he's old, he's still good as well. It's just, it's a diff, It's definitely a different thing. It's not quite the same thing. Right, but signing a good wide receiver is not as hard as you think. But it's harder when you don't have a real quarterback like Carson Wentz uh, to say, hey, come play with the quarterback. It's not exactly like he was like a Super Bowl winning quarterback before he came to yeah. – the maybe uh, maybe Indy can talk to the Rams about getting OBJ. No, <laughs> no. Uh, although I did enjoy a lot of the jokes on Twitter yesterday. Uh, OBJ has officially requested a trade from the Rams. I thought that was funny. Uh, a lot of people yeah. saying his dad is already making tape from this game to release and say Stafford isn't targeting him enough and just really funny. But uh, yeah, for a debut on a team, Stafford didn't look good and neither did the receivers dropping wide open looks. Uh, never a good combination for success. Um, what should we what should we make of that really terrible 16-16 Lions and Steelers tie game? Um, should the NFL amend their overtime rules? I have a take on this. Oh, for Go crying ahead. out loud, yes. <laughs> of course they should revamp the freaking overtime rules. It's a classic case of the NFL being too stuck up to realize that the a lower system of, of football, namely college football, does overtime better than they do. Yeah. It's, it's like I, when I look at a game like that and I see that it ends in a tie, I want to go and drown my sorrows in my favorite beverage which is probably a case of diet mountain dew listen he um look you need a game needs a winner and a loser the fact that the nfl is still operating on three digits it's like win losses and ties is so utterly dumb 
yeah. you need you need to find a winner in those games. Um, just from because it's like you know what happens if you know you're in the playoffs? Why and why do you allow? Why do you implement different rules for overtime? I'm because sure, I'm sure they do because you can't have a tie in the playoffs. So I'm right. sure they keep playing overtimes until a winner is found. Why not just take those rules that you do in the do in the playoffs and then move them to the regular season, or better yet? scratch the whole dang thing and just implement co- the old college rules. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, for those of you who watch um, jocks regularly and maybe see um, our power play that we did with Afro Latinos, we had a whole conversation about NFL overtime and whether or not it is fair to both teams, depending on who gets the ball first. But I am still firmly in the camp of change the rules Give it college rules where you get, but would be you both get it on the 25 yard line and you both try scoring and you do it the old college way. And I think it would work really, really well in the NFL. Give it the old college try. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of, that's exactly where I was going. Uh, put the college rules in. And you know, I hate the new overtime for college, but I wouldn't hate the new overtime for the NFL. Eventually, it just turns into two-point conversions. Last person to get a two-point conversion, it's just over. Because you know what? These guys are the professionals. They don't suck. So, honestly, they could sit there all day and have, like, 11 overtimes. Make it sudden death. Put these guys in a situation where they have to play the best football that they have played the entire game. Um, I hate that I'm saying that, but that's kind of the best way to do it. Um, Those are my personal thoughts about that. Um. I added something here. Pro Bowl voting starts, I think, today. I got an email about it, so I'm assuming it starts today. Um, is there any player you think deserves to go this year? Deserves to go? Well, I mean, there are players. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's the fun thing about it this year. It's um, There are definitely players that deserve to go. It's just that they're different names than, my, than we might be accustomed to hearing as fans. Um. Like for example, I think you know, if you look at t- if you look at players that have really broken out this year, um, I'd say Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, I think, deserves to go. It's like, okay, okay, Brad. You started like a whole like. <laughs> I started a whole thing, and you know how I am. So just be freaking patient. Um, but no, I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup this year. I think he's been a breakout receiver. He's had a very, very good year this year. Um, for anyone who's had him in fantasy, you know this all too well. Um, I would I would go with him. That's a wide receiver who's found his um found his niche, found his groove, and um he's with the Rams, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so hey, in a good QB. You get a good QB in that system with Matt Stafford, and he's found his groove. So I would be all for letting Cooper Cup be on the first ballot. Um, the player that I have in mind, I kind of hate it. It's heresy. Uh, Randy Moss. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but it is a receiver. I'm with you on You're receiver. An old soul. I'm just not ready to say it because I gave him so much crap in the off season in the early part of the season. Jamar Chase. Um, for a rookie to be putting up that many yards and looking as good as he does, like I gotta give him credit. He looks good. I think he should go as a rookie. And, and that's like some major heresy, but he looks good. So I don't know. Yep. You got my vote, man. Yeah, no. I can go with that one, too. Yep. All right. Uh, that is the buzz for this week. Let's move on to NFL highlights. Um, I think I got them all in there today. I kind of typed them in last minute. Um, Dolphins versus Ravens was our Thursday night game, 22-10. Thank you, Baltimore, for continuing to disappoint me. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys versus Falcons, 43-3. Thank you, Matt Ryan, for disappointing me in fantasy. Uh, Titans versus Saints, 23 to 21. I had no dog in this fight. I don't care. Um, Colts <laughs> versus Jaguars, 23 to 17. Kind of putting it a little close there, aren't we, Indy? Like, that was scary. Um, Patriots versus Browns. Uh, the Pats brought the beat down 45 to 7. 
the Bills beat the Jets 45-17, to 17, although that's like a lot less shocking than Patriots-Browns. The Steelers and Lions, 16-16, a tie in overtime. I hate it. Shoot me. <laughs> the Washington football team beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers 29 to 19. What even? Um, the Panthers beat the Cardinals 34 to 10. Again, what even? Um, the Vikings beat the Chargers 27 to 20. We'll talk about that. Um, the Eagles beat the Broncos 30 to 13. Surprise. It was like the lesser of two evils, I guess. Um, the Packers beat the Seahawks 17 to nothing. Look, that's pathetic. Um, the Chiefs beat the Raiders 41 to 14. Wow, good for you. You get the golden star of showing up finally this season. And the 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 10. Um, what stuck out to you here? I mean, I'm not going to go to one individual game, but I'm going to go to we saw a bunch of powerhouse and Super Bowl contending teams lose this week. Yeah, and badly. You had the Buccaneers. Yeah, exactly. You, you had the Buccaneers losing out of nowhere to Washington. You had the Cardinals losing out of nowhere to the Panthers. Chargers, I mean, you know, you know, Justin Herbert. Those that team's looking looked good at the beginning, and here they are losing to the Vikings. I know they have Dalvin Cook, and I know Dalvin's on my fantasy team, but Vikings have not been at the top of people's power rankings for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, so just maybe really those three teams, and you could even include the Rams in that conversation as well with the Monday night game losing to the hapless, really, really mediocre 49ers. So what surprised me was how many good teams ended up biting the dust. And don't get even me don't even get me started on the Browns. Good golly. That's that's just embarrassing. I know that hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, um it, it I'm trying hurt. to determine whether I want to talk about Cowboys Falcons or Patriots Browns. I kind of want to talk about Patriots Browns because it was just wacky. You know, uh, hurt, hurt me more, why don't you? <laughs> um, I'm going to maintain what I've said before the season started, while the season's been going on, and as it's continued. Mac Jones just might be the best quarterback out of that draft class, like, just from the draft. Like, he was the most prepared. He has played the best. Don't even talk about Justin He has been the Fields. most successful. Yes. Most prepared. I will say that, too. Because you know what, people looked over him because he's not a pot, he's not a rusher, he's doesn't have the strongest arm, but he can play quarterback. That man throws dimes, and he threw for three touchdowns against a pretty decent Browns defense. Like, okay, uh, I'm in on the Mac train. Uh, do you think maybe he could potentially okay, be on, rookie of the year? If you're going to think up a nickname of it on the fly, at least give it something better. We call it the Mac Attack over here. Yeah, all right. I'll take that. <laughs> um, could he possibly be in the running for rookie of the year? Rookie of the year? That's going to go to one of the more flashy rookies. I could see someone like Jamar Chase Boom. winning rookie of the year. Um Probably, let me think. In all honesty, it might be Jamar Chase, maybe Kyle Pitts. But again, if you're tight end or wide receiver or whatever now he's playing, you've got to have a good quarterback to really help you out, and he hasn't had that. So I really, if I'm looking at rookie of the year, it's going to be between, I think, Jamar Chase or Mac Jones. Yeah, I think, you know, actually, as I'm rethinking it, he might have a shot, but I think – the edge is going to go to someone who might be a bit more flashy. Which I kind of assumed. That's why I was curious to see what you were going to say. Um, alrighty, so that'll do it for the NFL. Um, what a weird, weird week. Um, hopefully Kyler comes back because I think I really did not enjoy the Panthers beating the Cardinals. Uh, even though I'm a Ravens fan, I shouldn't care. Uh, I, I do like Kyler. Um, let's move over to fix me. It is me this week. 
Oh, oh this is why we were saying talking about Russ and Pete Carroll later. Uh, yeah, I will. Um, hi, Seattle. You haven't been on our Fix Me yet. Um, I'm really excited to smack the crap out of you today. Um, <laughs> there is zero reason why you should only have three wins this season. Although I'm glad I got to take my wife to one of those three wins. Works for me. Um, where do I start? Like, <laughs> this is hard. Um, you have no O-line. I've established that. Um, I-, I wish I had the stats. Kyle knows this off the top of his head. Hopefully Kyle will, like, dub himself over later. Um, but listen, that you have not invested, like, any capital into your O-line at all. You've picked, like, fourth-rounders, seventh-rounders to be your O-linemen. Like, it's bad. It's so bad. No wonder why Russ is running his butt off all the time. That's bad. That's number one. Let's go to number two. Your receivers are okay. Your receivers are really good. I like your receiving core. It's part of why Russ is still successful. But you need somebody better besides Chris Carson as your only running back. Because you know what? What happened when Chris Carson went down? You ain't got nobody. You got Alex Collins, DJ Dallas. None of them are like, wow, like level running backs. You need to sign somebody else. You you are still missing that like marshawn type of running back and you don't have it and you haven't found it yet and that's part of why russ had success years ago because he didn't have to do everything and the past couple years russ has had to do everything um last part of this i don't know if i'm on three or four i lost count already i think i'm on four you're Um, fine (laughs) the defense you you lost richard sherman you've got bobby wagner You've lost other parts of the Legion of Boom. Whatever. That's fine. It happens. It's the NFL. People move on. Teams move on. Stuff happens. But you have to invest in your defense. Listen, Jamal Adams, great. He's a big hitter. He's good safety. Holy crap, he can't intercept the ball. He now has three career interceptions. That's pathetic. You need some shutdown corner. You need some... You need some interior D linemen. You need another linebacker. Bobby Wagner is not going to play till he's like 47, guys. Like, you got to start investing. And they haven't done that. And this will be one of the good years where they're going to have a high draft pick. And you, you've you got to be really careful. You've got to take defense. You've got to take an O lineman. You've got to be smart about this. And this is why I said maybe he does need to move on because I don't think the upper management is going to get him what he needs um so thanks for visiting us this week seattle seahawks on fix me um let's bump on over to a spicy a meatball which is all you uh and i have no idea because you didn't write anything so yeah yeah no no i'd like to keep mine spicy and a surprise um i'm gonna bring us over to the realm of uh college ball real quick and we a lot of what the media has been telling us about the top four is really they've been focusing mainly on ranking basically teams two through seven because Georgia has solidly taken that number one role. Mm-hmm. And I will say, yes, they do deserve that number one spot. They're undefeated. They're an SEC team. Congratulations. However, I would as my spicy meatball, I would caution saying that there's such a massive distance between them and whoever's number two. Okay. Because let's look at who they've beaten. Right now, according to who's been ranked by the committee, they have two ranked wins. They beat Arkansas, who right now is ranked 25th by the committee. And who has yet has Alabama. They play Alabama this week. Will probably lose. So they probably won't even be ranked anymore after this coming Saturday. And so so Georgia beat them 37 to nothing. And you have then Auburn. Georgia beat Auburn. I think it was 34 to 10. And Auburn right now I think is ranked within the top 20 according to the CFP rankings. And then they've, they've handled their business elsewhere. I will say they've done a good job. That They've been by far the more, most consistent team. However, 
two ranked twins, your highest being Auburn, who's like, what, 17, 18, according to committee right now, who also has some major teams left on their schedule. And they, I think they just lost this past Saturday, so they're going to be lower than 17. They'll probably be like 21, 22, if I remember correctly, because they were beaten by Mississippi State, and Mississippi State was just on the verge of being ranked this mm-hmm. past week. So you have – so Georgia's best wins are against teams that aren't even really in the top 15. Now, they've done a good job handling those teams, but I would caution college football nerds like myself to just automatically say, oh, Georgia is head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Yes, they deserve to be the number one ranked team, but let's not act like the dogs are invincible. And that is my spicy meatball for this week. I like it. I had my finger hovering over the uh, mute button in case I didn't like what was about to happen. <laughs> I, was ready, I was ready for some Big Ten heresy, and I'm like, I don't want to hear it today. Um, but, no, I, I'm with you. Um, and you know what? I think Georgia is getting the Clemson treatment, and, and I, I had that thought after this past week. Um, because, remember, Clemson Clemson never played anybody, and they got ranked really high. So it's just yeah. it's the Clemson and treatment. Georgia's end-of-the-year schedule, the last two games they have on oh, their schedule, pathetic. are absolutely atrocious. It's I mean, pathetic. what, is it Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech? Yeah. Something like that. So it's but absolutely Georgia atrocious. Tech We're not going to play. They're not going to play. Georgia Tech is a, a rivalry game. Shoot me now. Um, <laughs> no, so Georgia isn't going to play anyone of any import for the rest of the season until the SEC championship game. And right now, that's probably going to be Alabama. But if Auburn pulls off the upset, then that's looking to be maybe Texas A&M. Maybe. Which but would, would just be a oh, I would just be like, oh, golly, are you serious? Let's be honest. Do you think they will? Will what? Auburn? I don't think. Oh, do do I think Auburn? I don't think so. Bo Bo Nix is now out for the rest of the season. So, Well, well, hearing that, y'all, you might as well pack your bags for Atlanta right now, Crimson Tide. That's what I said. Um, Yeah, so – I so you'll get what we're going to get that Alabama Georgia matchup that we've been salivating over all year. I'm pretty sure. Honest question: who who wins out, Georgia's defense or Alabama's offense? It is a tricky question because while I don't think Alabama has seen a defense like Georgia's, I don't think Georgia has seen an offense like Alabama's. I think both are not ready for each other. No. Which then I it tells me, okay, so on, you have to look at the two teams on paper first. Mm-hmm. And that tells me Georgia, if you just look at the teams, the personnel, the scheme on paper. However, you bring the head coaches into it. And I look at Nick Saban's record versus Kirby Smart. And I go, well, now you just throw everything out. And you, you it's like... I never let it be said that I bet. Well, I will only bet against Nick Saban in select scenarios. Yeah. And this is not one of them. This is not one of them. So do I believe it's going to be a close game? Absolutely. It's going to be a dogfight. And what's going to answer the question, what's going to become the determining factor is not. Georgia's defense versus Alabama's offense. It's going to be Georgia's offense versus Alabama's defense. It's going yeah. to be the two questionable parts of our units, team. Yeah. units of the teams that whichever one shows up, Let's, my guess is that will be the team that wins the game. And I know you're not going to like this. Let's be honest. Alabama's defense has much more firepower on it than uh, uh, Georgia's offense. In well, terms I mean, of like four and five star recruits, we've got them beat. I mean, here's again. Here's the thing. Will Anderson? So much of that is scheme. So much of it is scheme, as as opposed to personnel, because scheme is just as important. Yeah, 
But Will Anderson might actually destroy whoever their starting quarterback, whether it's JT Daniels or whatever his name is. I don't even remember his name. He's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is JT Daniels, although I know that was one of their quarterbacks. No, who's the quarterback who's now? The other guy? He was their quarterback last year. Stetson Bennett? Oh, Bennett. that sounds yeah. familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah, because I remembered him playing last year and throwing balls like, and I'm like, it was bad. Yeet! And then JT Daniels got hurt, and then he hasn't quite come back yet. So either way, yeah, I'm man. not scared of either of their quarterbacks. Go ahead and sling the ball. See what happens. Like, Yeah, yeah. No, so. I would highly recommend being scared of their defense, though. You you already know at the end of the year it is highly possible that Alabama is going to be ranked number one. Yeah. Now, now my question to you is, and now we're getting a little off topic, but yes, I do want to hear your your question. I, I do want to hear what you have to say about this. If Georgia, if Alabama beats oh. Georgia for in the SEC championship game, what do you think the committee will do with Georgia, and what do you think they should do with Georgia? What they should do. Okay. Outside looking in, what they should do. Because think about it. The undefeated Georgia team would have taken a big L on their biggest stage against their hardest opponent to a one-loss Alabama team. That doesn't look good. So what should happen, what's probably going to happen. So so here's the thing. So you're thinking the committee will – because here's the thing right now, because here's how the committee is setting it up. They're setting up the SEC championship game to be the one versus the two seed. Yep. You think that even with Alabama being the two seed, and let's say they beat Georgia in a close game, do you think they move Georgia even all the way down to four? Well, maybe, but but think of it this way. It, it, if it's not close and Alabama beats them soundly, where would you put Georgia if Ohio State, if Oregon wins out, are, are you just going to put Georgia ahead of them because they win their like bowl games by a lot, but Georgia couldn't win the SEC? You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, here's the if thing: you can't win the big game. Here's you should how, be number two. If here's the thing: if I was the committee, if I had total reign, I would move Georgia out of the top five, even mm-hmm. if even if they lost by a close margin. Yep. I know the committee isn't going to do that. However, therefore, here's what I would say: three. I'd say three. Because here's uh, the thing. But then you might have another Alabama-Georgia. You might. But here's the thing. If you have the two teams play the SEC championship, yeah, and then you have teams one and four, and you have them do an immediate rematch, that's going to get people livid. Yeah. People well, okay. are going to be clamoring for, wait a minute, you're going to give us a rematch of a game we just watched? We, we could have Cincinnati waiting in the wings. You're going to get that conversation, and it's not going to be fun for college football. Georgia's terrible schedule is still better than anything Cincinnati played. I know, I know. Would I take a one-loss, 12-1, and non-conference champion Georgia over Cincinnati? Yep. Probably, probably. Cincinnati's best win is against a Notre Dame team that hasn't played anybody either, so... Notre Dame does keep winning, however. Don't be surprised if Notre Dame starts cracking maybe even the top seven. Bring them back. I like beating up on them in the playoffs. That's one of my favorite (laughs) opponents. I'm serious. Come at me, people that you're Notre Dame fans. Come at me. It's serious. You know it. You don't win anything. Bring it on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll fight about it all day. But, okay, all right. (sighs) They beat Florida State by three. Florida State ain't great. In overtime. They beat Toledo by three. Toledo. They beat Purdue by 14, which kind of looks like a decent win now. They mm-hmm. beat Wisconsin by a lot, but Wisconsin looks like the brakes were beat off a long time ago. Wisconsin is looking like the team that might come out of the Big Ten West, though. Which is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> the Big um, Ten West is basically the SEC East. It is. It's true. Um uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. They played Cincinnati and lost to Cincinnati at home. You lost to Cincinnati at home. <laughs> in South like, Bend? Huh? In South Bend? Yes, by Ugh. at least two scores. Yep, that does not look good. You beat Georgia Tech by three. You beat USC 
you beat North Carolina, you beat Navy, and you beat Virginia. And their last two games will be against Georgia Tech and Stanford, who are both three and seven. Why? Why? Why would I even say, oh, it's a good win? Yeah, no, no. It's that is terrible. That is awful. Let's (laughs) while we're at it, let's go talk about Cincinnati for a minute, just to finish this up and then we'll move on. Uh I I have to see it. I have to see it. Because I know y'all ain't playing nobody. Where is it? Come here, Sensi. Oh no, you know it's terrible. I just I want it to be said so it's on the airwaves. <laughs> um, let's see. You played Miami, Ohio, Murray State, <laughs> IU, Notre Dame, Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, and then they'll finish with eight and two SMU and East Carolina. And I'm supposed to say that Cincinnati is one of the top four teams in the country. No, not even close. Honestly, they should be ranked 10. I can think of six other programs that are better than them. It's it's sad because the system we have right now, it's like, you know, grab the four best teams. And, you know, it's like, well, we can only tell you what we think are the four best teams. Yeah. We can't tell you that definitively. And we're leaving out teams that are undefeated. in FBS Division One who are undefeated. Yep. And we don't think that they're the best. This we is, I think, this is an argument. This is a main reason for expansion. Either between, I, I'm a fa- I'm okay with between eight and twelve. Yes, we That's we have to because here's the problem. Why should I get penalized for losing to a ranked a team that's now ranked? Versus a Cincinnati team who may take an L to somebody who will never sniff the rankings. But they're both one-loss FBS teams, but there's such a wide margin of difference. Like, that's what I don't like. That's what I don't like. I don't care that you're undefeated. Play quality games and have a quality schedule, and I love it. The last I checked, their strength of schedule was 102, and Alabama's was in the top 20. Yep, yep. So I don't want to hear any Cincinnati fans crying and moaning about, oh, we should be in the top four. No. With that being said, let's move on um, to let's take out the trash. I love this segment. Um, So Kyle got to write his. I get to write mine. Last week he wrote Mac Jones for whatever the crap happened with Brian Burns. I get my shot now because of how Brian Burns responded. Brian Burns is a baby. Because he called out for people to hurt Mac Jones and said, hey, defensive ends, happy hunting. That's not what you do. That is that is kid-level crap. I don't like it. Brian Burns, you're a baby. Is you're that calling be- for him to be hurt, or is that just calling for defensive ends to lay the lumber? He wants him to get hurt. That whole Cincinnati defense does not like him and wants him to get hurt. So I don't want to hear from Brian Burns. You're canceled, dude. When was the last time you were relevant? Like, didn't you come from Florida State? Last time I checked, Florida State ain't playing real football, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> bye, Brian Burns. Goodbye, sir. You are canceled. Um, my second one. I heard this, and I read this story, and I laughed. Aaron Rodgers was emotional after beating a three-win Seahawks team by 17 points. Just why, though, score, dude? You couldn't score against the Seahawks. You eked out a win against the three-win team, and then you got emotional about winning? I'm not I'm not on you about you getting emotional. I'm just how you're getting emotional is, like, where I'm, like, drawing the line. Mm-hmm. If you I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's, like, I'm sure he's had people kind of on his case with everything that kind of went down with the whole COVID situation. Whatever, but like that. that's not a reason to get emotional about beating a three and sixteen. Exactly, just, like, like okay, just hold, hold it there. Now, if you were gonna, if you were beating like one of the better teams in the league, maybe. But Thank you, yep, you are one of the better teams in the league. Let's just right. be honest. Like, so, why are you getting like teary about? Oh, it's just nice to win. It's the Seahawks. If you go, didn't win, go win a Super Bowl. You. Then get then come back and talk to me. Thank you. Um, let's move on. You're gonna like this. I'm gonna pick on two different conferences in one sentence. 
Yo, what's going on, University of Texas and Florida? What is even happening? Both of y'all are trashcans.com. Wow. <laughs> Figure it out, Texas and Florida. Texas is hilarious. And Florida, Texas I was so hilarious. proud of you for the past couple years, and now you're just looking like the redheaded stepchild that just wants to come to the table. Like, go... Go sit at the kids' table till you figure it out. I don't know what's happening with y'all. And they're coming to the SEC. Vanderbilt is looking at Texas like, <laughs> we finally win a game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's do one more take out the trash. Cam, it's so great that you got signed somewhere. It's amazing that you ran for a touchdown. But when you rip your helmet off and go, oh, I'm back. You're not back. People got desperate. Like, no one I mean, wanted you for I months. Mean, he's back in a Panthers no. uniform. No, 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 not even that. No one wanted him for months. Do you remember that? Like for a long period of time where no one signed him? They signed you because they're desperate, bro. Sam Darnold didn't work out. Like you're not back. They just needed a body. <laughs> so, Cam, bro, are you for real? Like... Uh, that's an that's an old that, that's a throwback that's yeah. a throwback had to all right let's move on to flashbang i got lots of questions for you remember you have one sentence uh cam or sam cam because i know what sam's gonna give me yeah <laughs> here's a fun one mason rudolph or dwayne haskins uh mm. dwayne haskins because oh <laughs> Did you see me? No. I went Dwayne Haskins right after that. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. God. All right. Um, oh, this is a good one. Good job, Kyle. Uh, Patriots or Colts? Patriots because they have an offense. Fair enough. Okay. Good flashbang questions. Uh, I would have said because Mac Jones, but, you know, uh, two errors. It's, it's basically the same thing. Who air is human. It's okay. You expect me to, you know, give him a back rub every time the Patriots are mentioned. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mr. Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback this year out of these guys. I think Justin has the higher ceiling than Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. If the situation were reversed. But if, like, for example, if Justin were in a Pats uniform. But – I will say this emphatically right now. Mac Jones has had the better, has the has had more success than Justin Fields this year. I appreciate that. I forgot to add something. All right. Um, okay. While Brad is adding that thing, um, we're going to go to the top 10 in college football. Mm -hmm. uh, Georgia struggled early with Tennessee, but then slowly but surely put them away uh, in a blowout 41 to 17. Uh, Alabama beat um, – who is little sister? Uh, oh, New Mexico State, um, 59 to 3. Uh -huh. Um this puts New Mexico State at one and nine. Uh -huh. um, Oregon uh, beat Washington State by only two touchdowns, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Um, Ohio State put the offense returned. Um, beat Finally. number nineteen Purdue. Well, they were gone. Dude, they were gone <laughs> for two games. Two games. It's, I know it sounds like an, it feels like an eternity, but it's not really that long. Um, the offense came back, beat down Purdue 59 to 31. Um, Cincinnati versus South Florida, they beat them rather soundly 45 to 28. As any um, team in the top four would do, moving on. <laughs> basically, basically. Um, Michigan um, at um, Penn State beat them 21 to 17. Um, I will say this. I do believe Penn State probably could very easily be ranked within the top 25. However, now with their fourth loss, they probably should kind of be on the outside looking in now. Right. Um, Michigan State versus Maryland. Michigan State absolutely put a beat down on Maryland 40 to 21. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save this for later because I know someone is going to want to talk about this when we go to up high, down low, ooh, too slow. Uh, Notre Dame, number nine. Um, put a beat down on Virginia, 28-3. Very good defensive show up. And uh, number 10, Oklahoma State absolutely slaughtered TCU, 63-17. to um, Brad, because I know this is something that you've been salivating over and I have to go out into um, up high, down low, too slow, and talk about the number eight team in the country. Sure. Let me move to uh, – oh, that's not right. Hang on. I clicked on the wrong I one. don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on <laughs> to up high down low too slow um it's about time oklahoma literally not beat the uh little brother of the big 12 baylor uh hey oklahoma it is finally time for up high down low <laughs> Ooh, too slow uh guess caleb williams isn't all that is he hmm surprising Moving on. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Uh, Auburn, how you guys doing? Have a good weekend. That's great. So did I. How in the world did you lose to unranked Mississippi State? Pathetic. And uh, even worse for Bo Nix, I don't know if you heard his comments. He came out and he was like, well, the energy in the stadium like really bottomed out. So I'm like, bro, they aren't playing the game. You are. I, I was waiting for him to get And you know why that, they but- bottomed out? Um, maybe because of how atrociously you were playing. Yeah. Uh, Bo Nix and Auburn up high, down low. Ooh, too slow. Uh, that's painful, isn't it? Um, because they gave us all kinds of crap for AM. I'm giving you crap for Mississippi State. Uh, speaking of AM, yo, what happened, guys? I guess they did get corral back, so I can't give you too much, but I thought you're all supposed to be the big dogs after beating us. Apparently, not when you beat a real, like, play against a real team, huh? So up high, down low, ooh, too slow. Uh, Calzada, you know you have to throw the ball to your receivers, right? Just so you know. Um, not the other guys that, that are wearing, uh, you know, red and blue. But Boom, get wrecked. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting to do that to them, but then they didn't lose ever, and I'm like, great. Um, so let's go over to overrated. Uh, I'm going to start us – or I'm sorry, overrated. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, Kyle. Uh, I, I know you wanted that. Uh, number one, let's start out. Cam Newton. Uh, dude, ju- just just because you show up for one week does not make you it. Uh, I'm going to throw him in overrated for right now. Here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. To be overrated, don't people have to be rating you pretty high in the first place? Have you heard the analysts? They're oh, no. like, he's back. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> it's like with Voldemort he's back like no no not the same thing guys no um, that's so, not Voldemort that's you know Voldemort the little yeah, pink uh, <laughs> bye Cam bye bye don't want any more of you already said it multiple times this podcast bye bye uh, let's talk about something spicy the Rams are the Rams overrated Look at how Stafford's been playing the past couple games. They don't look good. Like and I, I don't... there's always a honeymoon phase that offenses get to have when they change up their offensive scheme because teams have to get a little bit of tape on them to figure them out. Right. And the Rams were kind of beneficiaries of that. Yeah. And now teams have the tape. And yeah. it's it's not it's not looking good right now. No. And, and you know what? They're seven and three. So they've only lost three games, but I want you to hear these teams and hear why it's a heresy for me to have them in overrated. They've only lost to the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, the Titans without Derrick Henry, and the 49ers. So is this saying more about the Cards and the Titans, or is this saying more about the Rams just don't show up in big games? I losing to the Cardinals, and I'm, I'm sure Kyler Murray was playing when they played. Yeah, because he's has because he has been hurt at least the past week. Um, losing to the Cardinals with Kyler Murray is acceptable. 
because they're one of the better teams in the league right now. However, the Titans, without Derrick Henry, we'll see how good they truly are. Yeah. Without Derrick Henry, that isn't confirmed yet. However, the 49ers, that is kind of, you should be able to beat the 49ers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, When did those losses occur? Did they all occur rather recently, or have they kind of been spread out? The first one was early, and then it's been back-to-back weeks that they've lost. Dang. Well, I mean, teams encounter rough patches. I want to see if this continues. They might be able to bounce back this next week. Who do they play this next week? Uh, I closed it out. I don't know for sure. Okay. I mean, so I'll be interested. Oh, to I see think they're on a buy. Oh, well, then they have that much time then to prepare for their next opponent. Yeah, so, from the look of it, they're on a buy. Okay. So I, I, I just want to see who they do against their next opponent. They need to bounce back. And if they don't, that speaks to very possibly they're being overrated. Yeah. Yep. I'm with that. Uh, last bit of overrated, the LSU head coaching search. Um, listen, y'all are grabbing at straws. You need to just quit and just accept that you're a sucky program. You had one lucky year. And then after that, you haven't been able to put it together. Just admit that Joe Burrow is the only thing that you had and with some receivers and a good running back. The transfer from Ohio state. Yeah. That's my point. Like you had <laughs> borrowed players on borrowed time and you haven't been able to create success again. So I think that says something Bye, Ed Odron, uh, gold tigers. Uh, I'm tired of hearing it. Uh, so <laughs> no, every, every time the man talks, my throat hurts. <laughs> yeah. That's going to everything. He said, he don't like this. Yeah. I already know. Um, but yeah, I, that's overrated. They, they need to just stick with somebody. Maybe he's not a big name, but who's successful and move on. Quit reaching for Jimbo Fisher. Quit reaching for Lane Kiffin and people that are not obviously going to leave. Uh, quit reaching for Nick Saban. I heard rumors of that, and I was like, keep your grubby paws off my coach. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Uh, let's go. No, to basically, Cooper. Nick Saban has become the MacGuffin of college football. If you have him, you are king of the pill. It's true. Uh, Jock, paper, scissors. Uh, James Franklin, Jim Harbaugh, or Lane Kiffin? Who would you take? Oh, God. Um, I'll, t- I'll take Lane Kiffin. Hey, me too. Honestly. Me because too. It both James, because, I mean, it's like James Franklin this year has been a yeet. Because, <laughs> I mean, before the Ohio State-Penn State game, it's like, I, I had the feeling it's like, oh, are you having early onset of some de- mind degenerative disease? Because it's like, first you're talking about playing Illinois in the big house, which is where Michigan plays in Ann Arbor. Yeah. So I'm just like, this man has no idea where his team is headed. They're Probably at- not. Yeah, and then they go and get beat up by Ohio State and that – defense that actually showed up that game so i just go um yeah no not james franklin certainly not jim harbaugh that man can't win against a top 10 opponent to save his life guess what he hasn't done this year i looked up their schedule i'm looking at it right now has not played anyone in the top 10 except for one game and what happened there luke um you let victory slip through your fingers Again, against yep. a little brother. Well, little brother looks like he's bit. He's all grown up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know about this Ohio State Michigan game. I'm not sold yet, but uh, I don't think it's going to be good for Michigan. That's for sure, um, <laughs> because it's Michigan. So yeah, I would take Lane Kiffin too. At least he knows how to win. Um, let's finish out here with. Uh, oops, sorry. Hang on. I really am starting to dislike you. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let's go on to Baller Baller Bill, y'all. This is what I've been waiting for all episode. Let's let's do it real quick here. Uh, Do we think Curry could win the MVP this season? Very possibly, which is which is incredible. I mean, the the man right now is playing at a level that we I I don't think we've seen since the Warriors dynasty run, Um, and he's playing at an extremely high level balls are going in for him 
at a very high rate. Um, I think I heard at one point that in practice right now, anything less than a swish through the center of the rim, they're counting as a miss. So just just for for him in his practice time. So the, the standard for him is just so high when it comes to shooting right now. And he's yeah. shooting lights out. And if you can't cover that man, good luck beating the Warriors. So I think it's very possible he could win MVP this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, is Damian Lillard going to turn it around? Because he has not looked good at all. Even if he did, what difference would it make? Yeah. The man has nothing in Portland. I mean, who does he have? CJ McCollum? Yeah, I was going to say he plays He plays for the Trailblazers. It's not going to matter. Yeah, uh, no, it really doesn't. I mean, it might matter for like some award somewhere. And if he really turns it around, he might have a, he might be an MVP candidate. Maybe. But I just go, it's, there's not enough going on in Portland for Damien Lillard to even be relevant. I mean, he was relevant during the offseason when there were some trade rumors, yeah. but not not now, not in Portland. Yikes. Let's see something. I'm going to see if I can see. Yeah, McCollum is their, like, big guy right now. It's definitely not Lillard, which is – I mean, Lillard isn't young either, so I guess it's bound to happen. But um, is LaMelo Ball turning into a superstar? Slowly, he's showing that he has a – he understands the game at a very high level. He's showing that he can dish the ball and he can score in his own way. Um, I do think – I think he's becoming a star. He's definitely a young star. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't think he's a superstar quite yet. And I think – the team has to be the Hornets have to get a ton more successful before people start calling him a superstar. Yeah, I agree. But I do think he's kind of the best player on that Hornets team and definitely a big scorer. So I think it's he's like on the verge of it, but he's not quite there yet. Um I have my own answer to this, but are the Bulls real? I think they could very easily be. They have enough pieces. And if they can learn to really coalesce around each other, and it looks like they've been having success in that, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be successful. They are 10-4 and four right now in the Eastern Conference. Which is not bad at all. It's good for second place, which is astounding. Um, Who's in first right now? The Wizards. <laughs> who who do they have? I'm blanking on who they have right now because it's been shuffled so many times with Russell Beale, Westbrook. Kuzma, uh, Beal Kuzma. Let me look at their last game. I'm sure it'll show. And I, I agree with you. They're just like a, a constantly changing. Oh, they have Dinwiddie. I forgot they got Dinwiddie from. Uh, oh, okay. So it's Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Beal, and Kyle Kuzma. Uh, and they have Contavious Caldwell Pope. They have Kispert, who is their first round pick this year. They have Avdija, who was their first round pick last year. They have Montrezl Harrell. Uh, wow, they're actually kind of good. Aaron you heard Holiday, it here first, Daniel folks. Gafford. Huh? You heard it here first, folks. The Wizards are actually good. <laughs> yeah, like I, I forgot. Like, okay, their their team isn't bad. Versus, but I want to look at Chicago's team. Oh, oh my gosh. Who also beat the crap out of the Lakers uh, on Monday? Without LeBron, Whoa. LeBron has had an, an abdominal strain. So what? The rest of that team was supposed to be the All Star team. So I, no, no. Okay. Without Carmelo, LeBron, Carmelo it's Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis plus hold on. a bunch of old has-beens. Okay, but hold on. Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo. Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, uh, how did they lose? How did they lose? Like, all of those guys are buckets. But I'll tell you how they lost, and this is what I'm waiting for. 
DeMar DeRozan, Mr. Washed Up, dropped 38 by himself. Uh, Lonzo dropped 27, and Zach Levine dropped 26. Now, here's that the thing. I, you asked me whether or not LaMelo was becoming a superstar. Yeah. I think Lonzo is the guy who could very easily become a superstar because he's on he a is. team that could very easily be successful. He already is. That's why they went for him in the offseason. He already was a superstar. You and could, he, you could make remember that. when he first came in the league with that like broken, awful shot, he yeah. changed the shot. He changed he the shot and made it work. Shot. Hello, Ben Simmons. That's how you're supposed to do things. That's what we said at work. I said, I like Lonzo because he's actually put in the work and made it work. But I'm just telling you, those three guys might carry the Bulls to the finals. I, that's what I'm going to say now. I'll, I'll get real risky Bulls, about that. The first time the Bulls have been in the finals since what? 90, no, 98? 98, yeah. Wow. Dang. And they, I mean, they could do it, man. They really could. Especially because the Celtics look like garbage cans. But I have my own opinions on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yikes. It's just not good. Uh, I, I think we should trade Jason Tatum. But uh, a friend of mine suggested that to me. And I agree with him. Uh, different story. Yeah. I'll do my, I'll make my own little section of video for my team and talk about it. But anyhow, um, that is everything that we had for this week. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. A bit of a longer episode than usual. Uh, I have been Brad and I have been Luke and I still am. I don't know what he is anymore. Cause you know, Good he question. says he has been Brad, but I'm going to have to put <laughs> my own banner just to trigger you. At this point, you're having way too much fun with this. I am. I am. I'm sorry. It's too much fun. I love your reactions. Um, but thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. See ya.